Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America and managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Alex Scott. Welcome, Alex. Hey, happy to be here. So I'm going to ask you three questions, but first, I want to start with your one-sentence bio. Now, I'm going to warn you, most people can't do it. And if you can't, it's perfectly fine. So if it runs into two or three sentences, it's just fine. But let's see if you can do it. It is a sentence. It's one sentence. Okay. It lacks a lot of detail, but I will give it to you. Okay, let's do, let's hear it. <laughs> oh, so my name is Alex Scott, as Danita already mentioned. I've been in IT for about 10 years, um, and I've spent most of that, so about six years of that in project management. Okay. Wow. You did, you did well. Thank you. That was good. You packed a lot in that one sentence. All right. So here's your first question. How do your values impact your management philosophy? I try to live and work as a servant leader. So that's pretty important to me. Just leading by example um, and promoting and encouraging the success of others. So a great leader to me puts the needs and concerns of others before themselves. I find this value to be important in both work and my personal life as well. I try to lead both my coworkers and my three-year-old to success. So that, that concept of servant leadership has always been something I've valued, um, not only in myself, but also in others. So I want to dig into a little bit to your servant leader comment. If you had to define it, and you said putting the needs of others before yours, talk a little bit more about that. What is that what, how does that look like to you in your everyday life where you're working with coworkers, working with projects. You said you're a project manager. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about specifically what does that look like to you? So servant leadership, in my opinion, puts the needs and the concerns and the success of others above themselves. So making sure that those individuals have what they need to be successful. Uh, So whether that's removing roadblocks, whether that's, you know, if they're voicing concerns about their projects or other employees, making sure that you are addressing those those needs, those concerns, making sure they're fixed in a timely manner, but making sure they have what they need to be successful. So where did you learn to be a servant leader? <laughs> well, that kind of segues into kind of who has influenced me. So okay. my mom, <laughs> Okay, it sounds a little cliche, but you know, she was in IT for a very long time. And going to work with her, I would watch her interact with other employees and people that reported to her. And I saw how she would handle conflict, how she would handle, you know, not so good news sometimes. And I would see her try to find ways to help them be successful, help, you know, them remove those roadblocks and address their concerns. And I saw how that impacted those employees and how they uh, approached her as well. So... Mm -hmm. I felt like seeing that over time, seeing how she would put their needs uh, above her own and making sure they were successful, that was always received well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anytime there was a situation, they would always come to her, whether it was good or bad. They weren't scared to have difficult conversations with her. Um, And I saw how successful that could be. And so 
I felt like it was important to me as I got into the professional world to definitely try try out that management style and kind of see if that was something that, you know, had the same impact. Um, and I feel like over the years it has, you know, trying to put others' needs above my own, trying to remove roadblocks and encourage others' success, I think has always been received well. Yeah. So so how have you made that servant leader type of management your own? So you talked a little bit about your mom and how she used it, and it sounds like she made it safe for people to come and talk to her and share both good news and bad news. How have you like adopted it and made it Alex Scott's leadership style? Yeah. Yeah. So I think in the project management space specifically, I think, you know, I am leading teams, uh, leading them through project timelines, through, you know, the changes of projects. And so in my space specifically, I've tried to encourage kind of this open, transparent dialogue with others. And so, you know, making sure that they have that open conversation. So if they feel like, hey, I don't think we're going to meet these timelines or I have to tell her about the, the situation that popped up, um, but I don't know how to talk to her about that. And so I've tried to create this very open, safe space for for people to come and talk to me about, hey, we're not we may not meet timelines or or something has come up. So in my mind, you know, I've tried to make that as as open as possible and trying to be very transparent with with others. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. You talk a lot about safety and making it safe for people to come and talk to you. I've been a project manager, and, Man, that is a hard job you know, mm-hmm. because the, it, you're often trying to juggle the requirements of the project, time, and money. Mm-hmm. So how do you make sure, like tactically, what do you put in place to make sure that the people on your projects have open communication to you? So do you have like daily stand-ups? Do you use Slack? Or, are there any like really specific things that you use that you could share as tools to help create that safe space? Yeah, absolutely. So I we kind of use all the above, kind of all what, what you were just describing. So we use Microsoft Teams and we use Slack as well um, for communication. So those in those areas, you know, it's a lot of informal conversation. It's, you know, hey, I had this conversation with so-and-so and we may be redirected on our timelines. And so that's a little bit of proactive conversation and just kind of this informal conversation. We also have daily stand-ups as well, which helps. We have project check-ins, which helps as well. We try to be very proactive about our communication. So not only having those daily stand-ups, but also having the project check-ins to make sure, hey, if there's anything that's at risk, let's talk about that proactively. Let's not wait till the last minute kind of the day of or the day prior saying, hey, I don't think we're going to meet this. Um, so I definitely think that having consistent and frequent conversation with others, I think helps kind of create that that open conversation, but also just having a very relaxed environment. You know, I try to make it structured so I get what I need, but trying to also make it very informal, a little bit Trying to make also a personal connection. If it's someone had just been off for vacation, they've just come back, you know, kind of start the first few minutes of the meeting saying, how's everybody doing? You guys having a good morning? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew so-and-so was on vacation. So how was your vacation? So I feel like having that personal connection, just spending maybe two or three minutes just saying, how's everybody doing? I think helps create the tone for the entire meeting. 
um, and then all of the meetings that follow. That's good. That's good. So you, you show your servant leader by caring for others, yep. and that helps create that safe space. That's uh, great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. Okay, I think you probably answered some of the second question, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask it anyway, and you can <laughs> add anything in that you want to. Yep. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? Yeah, so definitely still, it's my mom, for sure. So just witnessing how she handled, you know, her day-to-day activities when I'd go and visit with her, the employees that received her, you know, so you could definitely tell she was making strong connections. She was respected and not in a fearful way. It was Mm -hmm. more of an open way. You know, they would come to her voluntarily, you know, and say, you know, have conversations with her, whether it was project related or whether it was just personal, you Mm. know. And so she was always very open. And you could tell that people would come to her with a difficult conversation and they knew it would be okay. It'd Mm. be okay to talk to her about those things. So I saw that in, in her work. I also saw it like at home as well, you know. So she was always very strategic about the way she would, she would talk to us and, manage us I guess in a sense you know I had two brothers and so we were always doing something sports school always something um so she was very tactical in how she handled work personal as well she went back to school when I was in high school um to get her bachelor's degree so um so she was always just on the go had a lot going on but she always put others before herself and so I think that affected not only my professional management style, but also kind of raising my three-year-old, you know, so even my personal life as well. You know, I love that you talk about your mom and talk about your son, because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's tempting to try to compartmentalize work and say Mm -hmm. work is here and life is here, but you just shared some great information about your mom and how that impacted your life now right and how it changed your leadership and management style and how you how you saw her acting um so it just goes to show our lives are our total lives mm-hmm. not we don't have a work life we don't have a have a personal life it's all all bleeds together all right last question okay what book has made the biggest impact on you? Yeah, so there is a book. It's called um, Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking, When Stakes Are High. So I actually took this course through the company I work for, um, and they gave us a book. And when I went into the course, I thought, why do I need a course to talk about having a difficult conversation? Why do I need that? Why do I need to read a book about it? It's pretty kind of a big book. I thought, well, that's a lot of content for how to have a difficult conversation. But I found it extremely helpful because we are always in a situation, no matter your position, whether it's in a professional setting, whether it's um, at a fast food restaurant, whether no matter where you are, um, you're always confronted with a difficult conversation. But it is how do you handle it from there? Hmm. Now, how do you make it productive? How do you achieve that the positive outcome that you're looking for? So I found the book to be extremely helpful in having finding tools and, and ways to have those difficult conversations and achieve a, a good outcome from that. It is a great book. And I've taken that class yeah. too. And it is really good. It that is. was very eye-opening. And, and you're right, that book is is really fantastic. All right, are you ready for 60 seconds I'm of rapid fire? Okay, I'm, I'm going to set my timer. Favorite superhero? I'm going to say Spider-Man. Hamburger or hot dog? Hamburger. Texting or talking? Texting. Best manager you've ever worked for? Mm, that's a 
that's a good one. Probably the manager I have now. His name is Mark. Um, we've only been with each other for about a month, um, but he's been fantastic. You can have coffee with one person that's dead. Who would that be? Oh, <laughs> uh, my grandfather. What class did you not take seriously in college that you wish you would have? Mm, business law. What's your biggest challenge to date? Raising a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your biggest failure? Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, you know, not going to get my master's. I haven't done that, so. Well, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't say Lipscomb can help you with that. <laughs> what advice would you give to yourself, um, yourself 10 years ago? Uh, don't be so hard on yourself when you're not getting straight A's. You know, I was hard on myself about not getting straight A's and being that perfect student. Um, but it, in the end, it didn't matter. You know, I was doing my best. I was trying to seek help when needed. Um, so I was doing my best. So not to be so hard on myself. Opportunity cost of an A. Yeah, right. <laughs> So parting advice for managers. So if you had to give um, advice for managers, what would you say? Number one, build trust. So build trust with your counterparts, build trust with um, the people that report to you. Be transparent. So think if you're getting information from the company, from upper leadership, from whomever, and your employees are wondering what's going on, you know, be transparent and then celebrate success. So I think that every, you know, I feel like a lot of management, we get carried away with rollouts and projects. And, you know, I mean, you get carried away with the day-to-day things. But stopping and celebrating success, whether that is a little project, whether that's a work anniversary or whatever it may be, but stopping to take the time to celebrate success. That's good. That's good. So be transparent, create trust, and then celebrate. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Alex, thank you so much for being this week's guest on Management Minute. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University.